Hey guys, and welcome to the Lightmaker Podcast, where I interview heart-centered change makers and spiritual entrepreneurs to give you guys the inside scoop on how to create a life that lights you up from the inside out. I'm your host, Cassandra Bodzak, and I'm so excited to be with you after quite a bit of a hiatus. And I'm excited to be back together, and I wanted to do this first episode back, just a solo cast of me kind of giving you the download on why I took a break from podcasting, and um, what has a lot to do with that is uh, the book I was writing. So I'm also going to dive into how I managed to get a book deal and a little bit about the writing process itself, because I know a lot of you who are listening are heart-centered entrepreneurs, are people that want to write a book. I've gotten so many questions about that process, so I just wanted to share my journey with that. But before we even get started, I do want to say that I have been having technical difficulties with my microphone, so I am speaking to you on the microphone on my earbuds. So if the uh, quality is a little bit less than usual, please excuse me. And um, I promise to um, get that going for the next uh, podcast so that we're right back um, to the same sound quality. But deal with me for this because I really wanted to get this out to you. Once I decided I was ready to get back in the game, I just wanted to start right away. I didn't want to wait. So let's first talk about why I took a break. And I think this is important to address, not necessarily because you particularly care or need to know the specifics, but because I think this is a lesson that a lot of entrepreneurs learn along the way. And this was really part of my learning. Um, Probably, I want to say it was probably four months ago now. I don't exactly remember when that time was, but... I had reached kind of a a tipping point with my workload and I was feeling hmm, stretched very thin, I think is the best way to put it. And I really, I looked at everything that I had going on. I wrote it down, everything from the podcast to the blog posts, to the newsletters, to the workshops, to the events I was speaking at to the courses I was creating, to um, social obligations, to, you know, lifestyle obligations like moving and decorating a new place, Um, all the things that I had going on in my life. And and then I, I started thinking, okay, how do I create more space here? What are the things that need to take a backseat right now so that I can focus on my high-priority items. And I think this is a really important topic because we can get so excited. I mean, I'll speak for myself. I get so excited. Uh, I want to share so much with you guys. And for those of you who are listening to this and have followed me for a while now, you know I'm constantly sharing. I'm either sharing on Instagram, I'm sharing on Facebook or Facebook Live now. I was sharing on Periscope. Um, I'm sharing on YouTube now. Almost daily I'm putting out YouTube videos so you can always get so much free content from me. I have uh, free workshops that you can get. And and so I'm, I'm constantly putting things out and and sometimes we have to take a minute and, and really think, okay, as exciting as it is to be doing all these things, am I really feeling nourished right now? Because one of the, the biggest things that my mentor taught me was that you need to fill your cup up first so that you can serve from the overflow of your cup. And um, that's Rebecca Campbell who taught me that. And she was someone I, was, I talked to about this situation. And she was a big help in really helping me strip down what I was doing on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis so that it, it left me with time to do the things that nourish my soul. And my particular 
you know, prescription for soul nourishment (laughs) involves a lot of free time. And it involves, you know, I've created my own business. I work with one-on-one clients all over the world. I do speaking engagements. I travel all over to give talks. And and it's very curated so that I have a lot of flexibility in my schedule so that I have certain days that I see clients and other days that I don't really have any obligations like that. And of course, sometimes I have other meetings and, and you know, things I have to write, things I have to film. But I really try to leave a lot of space in my own schedule because it's that space for me that allows me to take long walks on the beach by my house, which I love. I moved across the country so that I could go to the beach whenever I wanted. I'm also someone that, you know, wants to be able to, you know, midday stop and cook up a delicious meal or, you know, bake some cupcakes or whatnot. And that is very nourishing to me. So I had packed my schedule to an, you know, unpractical amount And it was draining me and I had to really take a look and say, okay, what things are not of highest priority right now? And, you know, of course, my clients, non-negotiable, high priority, my book that I was writing, very high priority, For me, you know, being able to keep up on social was important to still be able to give free content. And to be very frank, the podcast kind of fell lower on the list. And as much as I absolutely adore it, and I do, and that's why I'm starting it up again, at that time I needed to take a step away because... I needed to create that space to fill my own cup again so that I could serve with the overflow. And as a result of that, it was so beautiful. And I had to do that to an even more extreme extent when I started working on the book because, you know, the past few months really intensively working on the book has have been probably the most demanding work months of my entire life where I really, from, you know, morning till bed, was writing and reworking things and recipe testing. And there's meditations in the book. So going through the the meditations and making sure everything was just right. And I'm so excited about the book. And it's so important to me. It's such a big deal to me to be able to give you guys a manual to be able to feel really good about having something that I hope, you know, is is a book that's out in your house, that is on your coffee table, that is in your kitchen, that is, you know, something that you're constantly referencing. And I wanted to really be able to pour my whole heart and soul into it. So I actually had to take it to an even next level of eliminating even more stuff when I was writing the book and I didn't, you know, socially, I didn't see a lot of friends for, for that intense time period. I also um, really didn't go, I didn't accept a lot of meetings. I had phone meetings. If, if I had to, I didn't accept traveling. Um, I really had to hunker down to make sure that I created the most beautiful thing possible and, and that I was really, you know, putting my all into it. And so that's something, you know, before we get into the book, I just wanted to start off with that and and talk a little bit about that because I know you guys are in all different places on your entrepreneurial journey, which is so beautiful. And and regardless of if you're an entrepreneur or you're working a job right now, we're in a time in the world where we all have 7,000 things going on at once. And it's so important to remember to fill ourselves up and to really check in with ourselves at different points and to ask ourselves, hey, is this nourishing me? Sometimes, I mean, I see even, you know, with some of my clients who have nine to five jobs and children and husbands and all these different activities they're doing, that even in that situation, you have to stop and say, hmm, 
which things are really nourishing me, which things are really serving me. And sometimes that requires even scheduling in those things that nourish your soul or in really taking an honest assessment and thinking, maybe I go to, I'm trying to think of a good example for this. Maybe every Friday I go to this event or I go to this class or I go to this thing or whatnot. And I go to it because I feel like I should go to it. But honestly, by the time Friday comes at like seven o'clock, I would so much rather maybe take a long walk and like read in the park or just take a bath or, you know, be home with my family and just cook a meal. So much of it is really just getting honest with yourself and saying, hey, you know, this nourishes me, this doesn't nourish me. You know, I am the kind of person where I love my friends. I love my community, the wellness, the yoga community. But there are some nights where it's much more nourishing to me to slip into a bath and read a book by myself than it is to go to a yoga workshop or go to a wellness event um, or even go out to dinner with a group of people. I think it's, it's just knowing yourself and being, you know, being okay with saying, okay, right now I need to fill my cup up first because I'm a better friend. I'm a better partner. I'm a better mother. I'm a better businesswoman whatever, when my cup is full and when I'm nourished. And, you know, by me taking that hiatus from the podcast and coming back, I'm able to not only one, stand in integrity with what I'm here to teach you guys, right? (laughs) Um, But I'm also able to come back with a fresh perspective, with exciting things I want to talk about, with an energy that's excited to share things with you instead of an energy that's feeling drained from sharing things from you. And I'm sure that, you know, you would feel that if I kept going with that. So I never like that to be the case. And I hope that if you are in that place right now or if that place comes up, Give yourself the breathing room. Write down everything that's going on right now. And and don't be afraid to X out some things. You know, taking a hiatus from the podcast and one of the other things I had done for a few months was scale my newsletter back to only once a month because I, I tend to do a newsletter every week on Sunday. And I like sending out my newsletter and I get excited and there are so many things, so many videos and all different things that I share during the week. The newsletter is just like a great place for me to say, hey, in case you missed a lot of stuff this week, here's like all the goodies. Um, and But it was just feeling like too much for me. And I started dreading it, doing it every day. And that's a huge red flag for me. No, anything I put forth, I want to put forth with so much joy and so much love that if I can't put it forth with so much joy and so much love, I'd rather not even put it forth at all. So um, so I scaled that back for a little and now it's back to a weekly and in a much better place and I'm excited about it and it's effortless for me to write. And I think that is so important on this journey. You know, it was very hard for me to step back from the podcast for a bit. I'll be really honest with you. I did not want to. It was doing so well. You guys have been so sweet and so supportive and sharing on social about it and emailing me about it. And I just adore you guys. And and trust me, every single email, every single Instagram post with you guys in a beautiful location listening to the podcast makes my heart explode um, that it was. It was heartbreaking to have to take a step back for a little while. But I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I listened to myself because it really, it allowed me to have a sacred container for this book to come forth and to be back stronger than ever and more excited than ever to be on here with you and to share this with you. So moving forward, let's talk about how I got a book deal and and the process of writing a book because a lot of you guys... Um, I have a Lightmaker Business Bundle that I gave to all of my girls who took the uh, Gabby's Spirit Junkie Masterclass through me. 
and that will actually be relaunching very soon. So if you missed out last year and you really want to get that Lightmaker Business Bundle and join um, the master class with Gabby, as well as I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to even let you know right now, but there's another added bonus that I'm going to give that's going to be really out of this world that I'm really excited about. Um, that uh, actually last year, Gabby was my first uh, interview for this podcast. And so, um, so yeah, so it, this is kind of like, how, how serendipitous is this? I, I just realized that as I'm recording this, it's pretty wild. Uh, that's amazing. Anyway, <laughs> so talking about, you know, a lot of you guys I've worked with either one-on-one for business coaching, helping you guys create a solid foundation to launch the business of your dreams, curate the kind of lifestyle you want and the kind of service you want to be providing. And what comes up a lot is questions about books. Uh, A lot of people are really interested about how to get a book deal, um, how to write a book, what the whole process looks like. And I went to a mastermind conference that I will not name because I want to speak freely about this situation. Um, And it was essentially a group of amazing, amazing entrepreneurs and change makers who are, you know, really just just on a purpose-driven mission in this world and lots of incredible people I've met through this particular group. And one of the keynote speakers at this group was talking about um, getting a book deal. And, and this person, uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to let you know if it was a guy or a girl because I really don't want to call anybody out here, but the way they were describing it was very hustle, very pushing, very what I would even call muggle-like <laughs> for that. For those of you who uh, are into Harry Potter, right? She was, <laughs> oh, sorry, I gave it away. Anyway, so this person was, you know, saying how they emailed all of these publishers and emailed the publisher's assistant and you know, I don't even remember her whole story because I think at a certain point I tuned it out because I was just kind of flabbergasted by how non-magical it was, non-flowing it was, and it just didn't sit well with me at all because I think if you're listening to this, you know you know that you are, you know, an infinite being. You have you know, the power to attract the things that are meant for you into your life. And we don't need to push and we don't need to, you know, we, we don't, you don't need to, you know, mass, you know, email tons of people pushing uh, a book idea. That's, that's really not, that's not how, in my opinion, the kind of person I want to, um, the, the kind of person that I would admire would go about it. That's just not how I do things personally. And those of you who have followed me and know know my business kind of way, I am all flow and no hustle. I don't believe in the hustle. And I believe in being in such integrity with your message, being such a powerful magnet you know, with, with being so centered in what you're here to do, that things attract to you, you know, being so aligned with your internal guidance that things become very effortless. It doesn't mean that you never send an email, but when you do send an email, you're sending it to like one person, maybe two people, right? You get that little hit, get the little hit, you're in your meditation, you say, hmm, actually, this book would be perfect for so-and-so. You know what? I know so and so who also has a book deal for that. Let me let me just email them and and see if they have any advice for me or if they can intro me or whatnot. Right? Like if that would be anything, I think that that would be how it would go. It would not be let me look at all of the publishers <laughs> and blanket email everyone my my book thing. I mean, if that's a very kind of quote unquote 
ordinary way to go about it. And I know that if you're listening to my podcast right now, you're a light maker. You are anything but ordinary. And you know that you don't have to do it that way. So anyway, that's what inspired me to really want to share my story about how, you know, about how I got my book published, the story and um, and then also a little bit about the journey of it because it was a very interesting journey. So I feel like this is the first time I've ever spoken about this publicly. Um, and this is kind of an interesting thing. Only some of my close friends actually know this full story and now it will be everywhere. But um, so I first, a couple years ago, went to a Hay House Writers Workshop with Gabby and Chris Carr. And part of the writer's workshop was they taught you how to write a book proposal. And then you got to submit the book proposal to Hay House. And a few people won like $10,000 worth of publishing with Hay House. And so I won. And that book was going to be more of a memoir. And it was at the time gosh, when I won it, it was my blog was still Go Sweet and Skinny. And the working title was Sweet, Skinny, Serene. And it was kind of go through, you know, both the food journey and the spiritual journey and, and all this stuff. And I was working on it. And it kind of it kept on evolving because I got it during a time where I was growing so rapidly. You know, I had just gotten on the taste. I was coming into my own spiritually and speaking out more about what I was doing. Um, you know, talking more publicly about A Course in Miracles and Kundalini and all this stuff. And I was just evolving so rapidly that literally every few months, the book was changing. The book was changing. The book was changing. I think my editor, who's an absolute angel, was, you know, just a patient, patient angel with me because I was constantly evolving and being like, no, I want it to be this. I want it to be that. So finally, I'd come to a place with the book where I made peace with it. It was taking forever to write, <laughs> and I needed to step away. I just needed to step away for a minute, not put so much pressure on myself, and allow it to come to me and allow it to be written when it was ready to be written because it just wasn't flowing. And again, if you guys know anything about me, which I'm sure you guys are knowing, you know, learning so much, I'm all about flow, and I know that when something is right, it's easy. It doesn't mean it doesn't require work, but it comes, right? It flows through you. And so I knew that if it wasn't flowing right now with the book, that maybe there was just a little bit more life I needed to live before I wrote it. And, um, and to me, it was more important that everything I put out in the world is in full integrity with the message I want to share is of so much service and of so much value that I didn't want to put something out just for the sake of getting something out as soon as possible, which I think is important um, to really ask yourself, am I ready to write that book? Am I at the point where I'm you know, ready to write this book? Uh, it's great to have a book, but, but it's more important, especially, I think any author will tell you, your first book is huge, right? The, your first book really, it can be, very make or break as far as, you know, it sets the tone and um, it sets a first impression for a lot of people of who you are and of your writing style and your expertise. And so it is really important, not that it should be something out of fear you procrastinate, <laughs> but it is really important that you have, you're ready to put forth whatever it is you're putting forth with your first book. So I lovingly step away and... I was meditating during the same time I was getting some offers from different production companies uh, for a reality show about my life. <laughs> and I just was not in integrity with any of it. I was like this, you know, a lot of them started out sounding really good and then ended with them being just a little too interested in my dating life for my taste. So... I had a meeting uh, with a big uh, network to pitch my show. And, you know, I knew that it was going to be 
you know, very, let's say, risky to pitch the kind of show I wanted to pitch. But I thought regardless, it would be very important for me to get super clear on what my show would be if I was to have a show and and how I would structure it. So I sat down one night. I was in my East Village apartment, and I'm on my yoga mat, (laughs) and I have all my candles lit, and I'm doing long ekong cars, which if anybody who does kundalini yoga knows, it's a very special chanting meditation. It's two and a half hours long, (laughs) and it's it's just really beautiful, and it connects you to your highest wisdom, your intuition, and it's a, it's a really special meditation. Um, for me in particular, I've always found it to be just really nourishing and something that always provides me with a ton of guidance. I just, at, like, as I'm chanting, I just feel the wisdom kind of pour through me and I'm always just jotting down things. And, and so I, I set this up and I'm like, I'm just going to do these long echo cards. I'm going to see if anything comes through for what, you know, what am I really called to put forth right now? So, so I do it, I do it. And sure enough, like a flood, I, I can't describe it better than that. Like a flood comes through about my show. And it's called Eat With Intention. And it's all about loving your body and and loving yourself and eating from that place of love so that you can not only make peace with your body, but also start getting in touch with your intuition so that you can navigate your life better, so that you can really go out and create the life that you want to create. And I write all these notes down about it and how, you know, yes, it's going to be kind of cooking showy, but then we're also going to have an interview. But the whole time I'm going to be spewing, you know, different spiritual advice. And essentially, you know, it's it, that's exactly what it's going to do. It's going to kind of look like a cooking show, but it's going to be like the uncooking cooking show for people that kind of are, you know, they get in on a surface level thinking, okay, I want to learn this like healthy, delicious food. And I want to make peace with my body. And then they, they get this beautiful uh, wisdom when they come. So I write this whole thing down. It's great. I love it. And fast forward to – and so the same night, same exact night, I get this idea. I literally am done with my long econ cards. I'm done writing all this stuff down. And I check my cell phone after, after everything because I had my cell phone off while I was doing everything. And my friend – Joe, who is a director and um, videographer, texted me and was like, I found the most beautiful kitchen set. Do you have any desire to shoot a cooking series? I can't make this stuff up, guys. I swear, literally, same night, right up, and I was like, oh, oh my gosh. So Joe knows me because we've worked on some projects together. And I just told, I was like, you're going to, you're not going to believe this. But literally I just had this whole vision. I tell him everything. He's like, I love it. It's amazing. I'm so excited. Let's plan for you to come visit. Let's plan out the shoot. We plan out everything. We shoot 16 episodes of Eat With Intention. And for those of you who know, you can follow Eat With Intention TV on Instagram, eatwithintentiontv.com. The first eight episodes are already up and we're going to launch the next eight soon. So we just created it. We're like, let's do this. Um, and it's amazing and I love it. It's my heart and soul. And it literally just came out through that one floodgate of a meditation. And it was the easiest. Yes, of course it required work. It was work to plan out all the episodes. It was work to set up all the the episodes, to shoot the episodes, to go back and forth to the kitchen set and make sure it was how we wanted it to be. It's been work to set up the website and the Instagram. You know, it's not like it's not work, but but every, all the pieces just fit together as I needed them to fit together. And it's a beautiful, you know, beautiful labor of love. So fast forward. So, so fast forward to a couple months later, I am at Wanderlust Festival on behalf of, who am I at Wanderlust on behalf of? I'm totally forgetting right now. On behalf of a brand, <laughs> I'm at one of those, on behalf of a brand, I was doing their takeover and going to all the classes. So I'm 
at my first class with Guru Jagat, who's my teacher, who I adore. And I love to set intentions before, you know, any sort of yoga class or meditation class or ask a question for guidance. So I was feeling particularly torn because I, I felt like on one hand, I had all these kind of spiritual, more life teachings that I was teaching that were based from A Course in Miracles and Kundalini and just my own spiritual journey. And then I had all of my food stuff about loving your body and, and all of the recipes and, and my talent in the kitchen and all of that stuff. And at so many times during my journey, I felt like I had kind of these two sides that I didn't know which one should go ahead first. And there were so many times where I really felt like I had to choose one way or the other. I knew on an instinctual level that either way I could be supported in because I did have a lot of natural talent when it comes to to cooking and making delicious plant-based food and, and the background of being on the show and doing more cooking videos. And I also had an undeniable calling to be more of a spiritual mentor and a spiritual teacher and, and put forth that into the world. So I was feeling really torn. I sit into this class and I'm thinking, okay, give me some guidance on how to navigate forward. What am I being called to create next? Where, you know, what is, what is the book? Is the book more of a, like about the food journey? Is it more about the spiritual journey? Is, you know, my career focus in general, is it more on the food side? Is it more on the spiritual side? Please just give me an undeniable sign (laughs) because I'm feeling so torn and so confused. And I feel like if I don't make a choice soon, you know, I'm going to lose the momentum I have going. So I'm in the class. I'm in one of the meditations and I get this beautiful flashback from another time of me. And it looked like maybe it was in the middle ages. I'm in kind of like this dirt hut and there's a line outside, like outside my door, one person inside and I'm muddling blackberries and basil and putting together this kind of elixir-like mix, putting it in a little jar, and then giving the jar to the person and saying, okay, take this so-and-so and so and do this meditation and make sure you take a bath every night and kind of giving them this whole prescription that involved food, meditation, and self-care. And I finished that meditation, opened my eyes, wrote it down in my journal, and it was like this full body knowing. And now you guys, probably this probably makes sense with almost everything I do. I'm always saying I do food, meditation, and self-care for optimized being. I'm going to teach you how to utilize the technologies of food, meditation, and self-care to help you design a life that lights you up. Because for me, it's not just one way or the other. It's the trifecta that enables you to do everything. You know, it's, you can meditate every day and and that's great. Please do. But if you're living on Krispy Kremes and McDonald's, first of all, it's going to be really hard to hear any guidance in your meditation. Second of all, bravo if you can even sit through a meditation with that running through your bloodstream, right? But, right, and then the same thing with self-care. You can do the food, you can do the meditation, and I have speak this from experience. Um, if you're not taking the time to make sure you get enough rest or take enough baths or just give yourself enough alone time, the machine will break down, right? So anyway, so I got that, that clear message, and I realized that what I wanted to put forth was this book of almost prescriptions, like with recipes and meditations, and giving them people the tools to incorporate all in this life, all, all into you know their lifestyle. And so, so I'm sitting on it, and I'm feeling really confident. And I'm not really sure how that's going to manifest exactly. And I'm thinking maybe I could do like a free PDF. Uh, maybe it could be something that goes along with eat with intention. And I can kind of incorporate that in the next season. 
And I'm just thinking of all these different ways. And I'm like, okay, so maybe that's, that's the book, right? Maybe the book needs to have that in it too. But I already, you know, have this certain outline that I gave um, to them, which is not like that. Something is, and I just kind of sit with it. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to sit with that. I feel like that was my answer. It gives me a great um, direction with my business in general. The next day, I'm at another yoga class. And right before class, I'm (laughs) checking my emails. And I have an email from a publisher. I kid you not, guys, again, I cannot make this stuff up. I have an email from a publisher. One of their authors happens to be a fan of my work, and they had mentioned that they were looking for a juice book, right? (laughs) So something you may not know about me, the first book I ever wrote is a very tiny ebook that you can buy on Amazon called Juicepiration. And, you know, fair, I'll warn you, it's pretty ghetto. It was something that I created myself because I was sick and tired of people asking me about how to do juice cleanses, right? So I was like, let me just write a juice cleanse book, charge like $3 for it, and at least I'll make three bucks every time someone's curious about a juice cleanse. And so I put it together myself, and it's, you know, it's kind of scrappy, but this person knew that I did that, and she was like, okay, I don't really think Cassie is like really in the market right now to do a juice cleanse book, but let me just put it out there. So they email me, and they're like, hey, we're looking for a juice book, and you know, you were recommended. We checked out all of your stuff. We really love your message and, and what you're about. We're not sure if you'd be interested right now in doing this kind of book, but we just wanted to reach out, and, and if you are, you know, let us know like kind of an idea of what kind of what your juice book would look like. <laughs> so I get this. I get this email and I'm laughing. I am laughing. I'm like, this is the book. I'm just going to do a juice book on elixirs with meditations. And this is what it's going to be. And so I like quickly write out the my whole concept and my trifecta. And I write out all of the chapters I'm thinking and trying to get creative with, you know, how do you like to make a whole book about juices? To me, felt like a lot. <laughs> And the whole time I'm thinking, man, I wish, I wish if I was going to do this, there could be food in it too, because I think I love juices. I'm a big fan of juices, but I think, um, real food is, is also important and important part of, of my teaching. So I write this whole thing and I do juices, smoothies, and elixirs, and I write all the things and I'm thinking, I don't say it, but I'm thinking, man, I want to do food too. But I'm like, I'm grateful. This is what the universe handed me. How easy is this? You never hear of, I mean, it's totally possible, guys. It happened for me. And that's why I think it's so important to share with you guys how possible this is when you're in your magic. When you're sitting in the intention of how am I supposed to serve the world? What's my message to bring forth? How can I communicate this, right? It's so important. So So I I email them because, you know, when a publisher emails you out of the blue after you have an amazing meditation on what you're supposed to bring bring forth, you you do that and you don't, you know, you just give them what they're, they're asking for essentially. And they wrote back and they're like, we love the idea of this. We're actually thinking that it might be even better if you incorporate, if we did like real, we just did a whole cookbook with menus too, with, uh, with real food, real food and meditations and the whole nine. They loved it. And that, my friends, was the easiest book deal in history. And of course, then we like went through contracts and negotiations and talked. But I had, you know, I have a literary agent who I also met in an incredibly magical way when I was trying to finish the first book that I got the, the uh, one the deal with. Um, I was in, I went to an event on like a rainy Thursday night in Manhattan and there was only five of us at this like energy healer event. And we all had to come up with um, some sort of a problem or something we wanted her to work on us for. And there I am sitting and, and this happens to me sometimes. It's kind of a champagne problem. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I don't really have any like 
problems right now. I'm like, life is really good. I'm super grateful. I don't, can't think of any problems at the moment, but I can't say that I don't have any problems because then I, you know, because <laughs> then I look like, you know, whatever and what, you know, so I'm like, oh, actually, you know, this, this writing thing is, is kind of a problem. It's, it's been a bit of a block and, um, if I could get like some help on that, that'd be great. So it comes, we all go around, we're going around in a circle and she's making us share what, uh, what our problem is, our particular situation. And so it's my turn and I'm like, listen, I got this book deal and I am having the hardest time writing it. I don't know why I, you know, it flowed so well for the proposal, but all of a sudden I'm in the writing of it and I'm stalled. And I could really use some help just energetically busting through whatever it is that's blocking me because I really have no idea. And the woman next to me looks to me and she smiles and she was like, I might be able to help you with that too because I'm actually a literary agent and I help people with that for a living. And so needless to say, I went into uh, her office the next week. We get along fabulously. Her entire office is absolutely incredible. I couldn't adore them more. And, um, and they were helping me with that. So anyway, so, so this deal goes so well. And I did have the option, honestly, where whenever you get an offer from a publisher, you can always shop around. So I emailed her and I showed her the contract and whatnot, because it happened so fast and so easily. I didn't even go, I didn't even have time to go through her. They just came to me directly because there was no pitching involved. <laughs> and she was like, this is a solid deal. If you want, I can shop it around and maybe get a different publisher with more money if, if, if you want, but it probably wouldn't, you know, it'd probably be in that range anyway, maybe, you know, a few thousand more here or there. And I was like, you know what? No, as long as you think this is cool, I'd rather go this way because how amazing is it to actually have someone publishing your book? And I will speak to this all along the way that is genuinely excited to do it. Is genuinely, and I'm so glad I did that because I have a lot of friends that have written books, that are writing books, that are in different relationships with different publishers, and it's not always sunshine shine and roses. And trust me, when you are in the trenches of writing and promoting a book, having your publisher, you know, be on your side, really believe in what you're putting forth into the world is a game changer. It it really elevates everything to the next level and helps you feel so supported when writing it. So I ended up going, so it's just another way magically how things happen. And I truly believe that all of that happened so easily for me was one, because I made it really clear to the universe that I was a clear, honest, in integrity vehicle for it to work through. I showed up, I was ready. You know, I believe that everything happens in divine timing. And so what ended up happening, uh, which I'm sure you're thinking or asking, is, well, what happened to the first book? Well, the first book is now going to become the second book because after talking with everybody, we came around a mutual consensus that Eat With Intention, which is also the name of my first book, is... Um, is more of, you know, it's a great introduction to me. It's a, it's a helpful book for people that don't listen to the podcast, who don't follow me on Instagram or YouTube or are familiar with me. They could pick that book up because of the promise, because of what the tools I'm giving them. And they could not know me from a hole in the wall, <laughs> but say, wow, this book promises that it's going to help me make peace with my body so that I can listen to what it needs to nourish it and and listen to my intuition and, and create a life beyond my wildest dreams. And then the second book will be more of a memoir, which I know a lot of you are anxiously awaiting. And I'm, I'm writing it now and I just, like, I'm bursting already to share that with you as well. But there are so many stories and personal experiences in Eat With Intention. And, um, and I can't wait for you guys to have this because it's going to rock your world. It's rocking mine, just writing it and, and going through edits right now. And did the, we just did a photo shoot in New York last week. And I, I'm so excited to share it with you guys. I know it, it's going to be amazing. So let's 
Now, I know this is going kind of long for a solo cast, but I'm hoping that you guys are really interested in it. And please, 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 I, I just, you know, side note before we get into the process of writing a book is write, write reviews on uh, iTunes for me. Leave me comments. Let me know what you guys like, what you guys resonate with. Please, if you guys have questions that you want me to address in an upcoming solo cast, I could do a whole um, episode where I just answer your questions. I would love to do that. I'm also thinking of doing episodes where I coach someone live so you guys can get kind of an insider's peek on what a coaching session with me feels like and sounds like. And I'm sure you'll resonate with any one of of my clients because they're all incredible and um and I think you'd love them, but let me know if you have any awesome lightworker people that you follow that you want me to interview. Let me know. You know, this is for you. So it's really important. Um, leave those comments because I don't know if you know, but with podcasts, I honestly, I don't know how many people listen to this. I know from the emails you guys send me when you guys post on Instagram um, and let me know that you're listening that lets me know that people are listening and people are moved by this. And that is why I decided to come back. It does make a huge difference. Um, the fact that you guys love this, the fact that you're recommending it to your friends. Um, so if you write me reviews and just, you know, just give me a thumbs up, let me know that you like it. It means the world to me. And it will also help other people find the podcast that, that need to find the podcast. So, okay. So, Wrapping up, I want to wrap up with, you know, writing, writing the book and, and I'll leave you with a detailed uh, kind of preview of what the book's going to be about. So first of all, I wanted to share that story with how I, how I got my book deal, you know, my two book deals. (laughs) First of all, the Hay House Writers Workshop is still going on. I'm pretty sure they still have that contest. So if that's something you feel aligned with, go to it, do it, write your heart out on that book proposal. And I swear, you know, I really think you have a great chance if you really write it with soul and you really, you know, do the work. Um, I think it's a great way to do it. And I personally highly recommend that workshop because the reason I took it, and I'm not like an affiliate of it or anything like that, but... The reason I took it was because it really walked me step by step through how to write a book proposal, which was super valuable um, for writing a book proposal. And if you guys, again, if you leave, uh, if you leave a review and let me know if you know, like a PDF of a proposal or something would be helpful to you, then um, I will consider putting that up as like a, a free gift somewhere and get it together for you. But you can probably find some online, look up book proposals, and that's what you want to do first, regardless of whether or not you're going to seek uh, to get an agent or to get a publisher or if you're going to go the self-publishing route, which is also a super valid route nowadays, um, is to, you want to write the book proposal because the book proposal will be the backbone for you throughout your whole writing process and throughout your whole marketing process because the book proposal in essence is, you know, it's your title, maybe it's some other title options, um, your chapter outline and little paragraphs of what each chapter means. It will be a sample written out chapter or two from the book and it's also going to be a marketing plan. It's going to be how you're going to promote this book what other books might it be next to on the shelves of Barnes and Noble? Who are your, um, you know, colleagues in the field, right? And you know, what other books are out there right now that might be in the same vein as it? And and that's not a bad thing, right? It's um, it's a good thing because it gives by you just like seeing even like let's say what are the other five books on the shelf next to this one? Um, it kind of gives both you and publishers. A better idea of how to market it, um, and also different ideas for for promotion and maybe format and writing it. Uh, you might even want to go to Barnes and Noble and look at those books that that are similar to what you want to create, and just get some ideas. You know, obviously you'd never want to copy you know any anybody else's, but I find it can be really interesting just seeing. Okay, look at the different ways that people are 
putting forth this message, the different cover designs, you know, anything like that. Plus, it, it just feels really good manifesting-wise. I can't even tell you how many times I have walked past the self-help section, the wellness books in Barnes & Noble, and just seen my book there. And, you know, this fall, it's going to be there. It's going to be in Barnes & Noble's all over the country and on Amazon and in the UK and Australia. And it just blows my mind. It's blowing my mind. And I've imagined it for years. So getting in that energy is also incredibly important. And I do think before you write your book proposal, meditate on it. What is, you know, here's the thing that was really important for me. I had this aha while I was at soul camp last year. I'm going to be writing my whole life. I got at least 10 books in me, if not more. You know, writing is not something I'm going to start. This was just kind of like the cracking open of it. So allowing your first book to be the first book. And even I sent in all of my stuff for Eat With Intention and they had to cut a lot of what I wrote because it was too much. And we have a whole other book essentially from just the, the things that didn't make the cut for the first book. And you know, that probably is going to be the third book because I'm already working on the second one. But, um, but allowing it just, this is your first book. So what's the first thing you're called forth to bring to the world? You don't have to fit every single thing you want to tell people in one book. <laughs> and so, yeah, so write that book proposal that just gets the energy ready for and having that so that you can start writing it get into the habit of writing it again this is I give Rebecca credit for this when I first was talking to her she was like so you want to be an author you know write every day just start writing you know and at that time I already had a, a book deal but it was but I didn't feel like an author yet. It wasn't in, honestly until I was really in the, when I had all of the post-it notes in my living room that you guys may have seen on Instagram, when I was really like every day sitting down, writing a bunch of stuff, um, that's when I started feeling like an author. And you want to get into that energy field because then you come to a crossroads and you decide either I'm going to self-publish it because I've built a following or I'm going to go to get a literary agent or submit it to a publisher that I like. Or, like, like in my case, by being in that energy, by doing the work, by getting really clear on what you're here to bring forth, you will attract that literary agent. You'll be sitting next to them at a workshop. You know, you'll have someone you don't even know recommend you to their publisher. Or you'll have, you know, you'll go to a workshop and you'll win a book deal with your favorite publishing company or whatnot, right? We, we, uh, what is that? Like it's, um, luck is when preparation meets opportunity, right? There's no such thing of, uh, as luck essentially, but I really believe that like you do your part and the universe will take care of the rest. Um, and, and then when those opportunities come, you already have that thing. You're sending it to them that night because it's already written. You're not freaking out like drinking five cups of coffee, staying up all night writing that proposal. You've already got it. You've already got a few chapters. Then the beautiful thing is when you do get the book deal, you've already written most of the book. And trust me, that makes an easier book to write. One of the things I will say from actually writing the book, it was such a spiritual experience of getting to know myself. And the things that come up when you're writing a book, it's, you know, it's, it's intense. You're really going through this, um, you know, for me, it was just being so, so particular. I, I joke around that I am the, the opposite of a perfectionist <laughs> and I am. I'm very good at just like, like this. I'm just, I'm talking, I'm riffing. I didn't take any notes for this podcast. It's going a little bit longer than I planned, but I feel like I'm delivering really good content. And I'm just saying what I feel called to say to you guys. And that's what I do with a lot of my stuff. So the book kind of spun me on my head because all of a sudden I became a perfectionist because all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, well, I want every, like, I want everything to be of so much service. I want to make sure I'm saying, I don't, I want to make sure I'm saying all the right things and I'm saying it the right way where people can understand it. And I put all this pressure on myself that that's just not me that I just don't do. And, and I reached a tipping point. And what I had to do, of course, I went back to my meditation. I took a, I was in a, you know, kind of a steady stream of writing 
for days after I had cleared my calendar, like I was telling you guys, and I took a break. For two full days, I didn't touch the laptop. I took a bath. I read books. I slept a lot. <laughs> I took walks. And I just needed to come back to myself. And I needed to have that, you know, this kind of conversation with myself. I was like, okay, Cass, bring forth what you feel called to bring forth and trust that both, you know, your editor, when they're going through and editing it, which she'll always have an editor. And then when they send you back edits, you get to go forth every, you get to go through everything a second time too. And sometimes that process goes on back and forth for a while. So I'm like, just get it done. Just get it out there, you know, and then you can be more meticulous and, and trust that you have an amazing team that's also here to make sure that your message is interpreted, that your message communicates well and get out of your head so that you can actually, you know, get out of your own way so you could just write this. And I think a lot of people, whether they, it's helpful to have a publisher and to have an editor that's kind of on top of you to make sure you deliver things and to have a contract and stuff like that. But even if you don't, you need to be that for yourself. You need to say, hey, it's better to write this and maybe have to go back and edit some things than to not write it because you're being a perfectionist. And any writer, any writer I've ever met, and especially everybody that I talked to when I was writing my book, their one piece of advice was just get the first draft done. When I was stuck with my first book and was asking like everybody I knew that had written a book <laughs> for tips, everybody was like, just get the first draft done and, and just get out of your own way and, and write about it. So that's what I did and I'm so excited to share it with you. And like I said, it's coming out next November, this, this coming November. So this is a little bit, this is a preview, but I still wanted to talk about it. And I want to open, again, open this up, comment on iTunes. And if not, like, uh, you can reach out to me on, um, on any of my YouTube videos or on Instagram, but I'd love for you to comment on iTunes to get some more activity on here. And so I can see who's listening and let me know if there are other questions that are coming up for you around this. Let me know if this was helpful for you. Um, I, I really, you know, I want to be of service in this way. And I also, um, Oh, so let me just tell you a little bit about the book. So Eat With Intention, um, it guides you through the steps to making peace with your body so that you can listen to it and truly nourish it from a place of love and then, um, and then start listening to your intuition. And it takes you through my steps to create a life that lights you up. And then it also has uh, 75 meditations and recipes that are all curated so they'll be like there is there's a mantra with a meditation and a recipe and they all go together so that you'll be able to actually use the book as um as a tarot deck so you can have it on your kitchen counter and like you know just <laughs> and you know and and ask ask for advice and and open it up and it'll have a mantra and a little blurb uh, from me about that as well as a meditation you can do or a recipe you can make with it to support you in that mantra. So it's uh, a book I think unlike anything else out there right now, which I'm just so excited. Uh, I'm so excited about and it, it feels so me and so you guys. I feel like you guys are going to love it. So I also want to invite you, uh, I wasn't planning on this, but I want to invite you, if you feel called um, to learn more about the book process, to be a part of my book launch with me and, and, and participate and kind of see a little bit more behind the scenes and get involved as an ambassador uh, for this, email me at cbodzak at gmail.com. Let me know you listen to the podcast and you want to be an ambassador, you want to help with the book. And I think that'll be, I'm opening that up because I think it'd be fun. Of course, you know, takes a village to do these things and I appreciate all of your love and support, but I think it will also be really helpful for any of you guys out there that are looking to one day have your own book to, you know, kind of see a little bit behind the scenes of what goes into it so that you can, you know, put that forth. Uh, when you're ready to do that. So um, 
And I'm going to see, I think it might already be available for pre-sale, which is kind of crazy. But I, if it is, I'm going to find it and put the link below so that if any of you guys are listening and want to give me some love right away, uh, you can pre-order it. Of course, I'm going to be you know, creating bonuses and stuff for it. So if you pre-order now, you'll absolutely get all the bonuses and everything I do once I officially announce that. Um, just save your receipt. So thank you guys. I love you so much. I hope you're as excited as I am for the podcast to be back. And please leave me a review. Subscribe. Let me know if you like it. Let me know your ideas. I love you guys so much. Have an awesome day. Thank you for listening to the Lightmaker Podcast.